Hello and welcome back to the Sooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, as always, we've got Jameson Maxwell, Ty Lee, and guys, spring football is back. We are, we have guys in pads. We're back, kind of. Uh, we're a month away as of this recording from the spring game. And um, because of that, we have just itty little bits of uh, crumbs of football content we can talk about. And you know what? At this point, I'll take anything I can get. Honestly, it is mega crumbs and just get ready for all of content creators, especially for OU football, just to be like, oh, who's looking good in spring? What do I expect the biggest thing to come out from the spring? We're not going to really hit you with that. That's just overdone. What, Bobby, how about a segment of putting all of the teams from college football into a bracket? Don't you like that, Bobby? Oh, yeah. What if what if there was a sweet 16 in college football? Who would know? <laughs> Bobby got a little angry on Twitter about that. I did. They were like, oh, well, what if there was 64-team playoff? And co-? No, man. Like, you do this every year. Stop it. Please. We don't need it. I, I Look, I, let's not – I'm not going to act like we we pump, pump, up, pump out the most creative stuff from time to time. You know, we – Next week. We, next, next week's going to be fun. Um, I'm pumped for that. But overall, you know, just stop doing that. That's just boring. It's boring. And you're just making guesses. They had like Nebraska beating TCU, which I'm like, okay, well, why did I even read this? This is just, this is just dumb. But um, I don't know. Ty, Ty, how happy are you that we got just a little bit of, you know, itsy bitsy crumbs? It is exciting for OU football fans. Important thing to note, the uh, obviously there's a lot of independent OU football content creators out there. But if you have been in the Oklahoma area exposed to Oklahoma media lately, you will notice that the official sort of push for for PR and, and marketing and whatever you want to call it for next season has has begun. So OU football starting their advertisements for the spring game to get people excited. We're a month away from that, I suppose. So they're trying to, you know, hype up tickets for that. And, and you're starting to see those sort of promoted media as well to to get people all excited about OU football. So I, I feel like we're at that weird part of the season where, like we just said, there isn't really a whole lot of actual news. And even for the coaching staff and the people involved with the program, they're seeing the players at practice every day. I still think that there's probably not a whole lot of actual ability to predict the future unless, you know, a guy has a season ending injury, you know, heavens forbid, but I, you really can't tell this early on, no matter how much access you have. So Keep that in mind when when you, you know, get your OU content. There's a lot of hype right now, and there's a lot, a lot of speculation. I know Ty's excited about Seth Luttrell, though. I'll tell you that much because he's a North Texas guy. Is that a part of your list of schools, Ty? No. Was that Ron? I don't was know that where you was got – no. I, was his last name or whatever the 30-year-old uh, yeah. guy? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I, so I picked them like a couple times. They were really solid <laughs> was, for me. Honestly, maybe I went on an island for them a couple times. Yeah, but no, I'm not – I don't like UNT at all. I, UNT, they they call it the uh, the TCU of the North is what they call <laughs> it. It's, it's the same. They just had to change the colors a little bit, and uh, it's in the same city. So same location. <laughs> uh, Didn't is just Fort Worth anyways. And Fort Worth is also well, just Dallas. Dallas Fort yeah, Worth, they're both just suburbs of Dallas. Stuff just the same. It's all the same. Yeah. It's all Dallas. It's just yeah, all they're Dallas. All, they're all just Dallas. So. Yeah. It's all it's San Antonio. Also Dallas. You know, it's no, all just that, San Antonio is Houston. Oh, good point. My bad, Ty. Yeah. My bad. Austin and San Antonio are just Houston. Yeah, that's true. 
yeah, I mean, that, that's just geography facts. But no, I mean, Seth Luttrell, that, I feel like we've mentioned him a couple times on the pod of, you know, when he got, when he got fired at North Texas, we're like, Hey, this would be a pretty fun ad if we it could was live on the pod whenever he yeah. got fired. And we were like, Oh no, what are we seeing? We got nervous. Like, Oh man, is he coming to OU? Yeah. And here he is. He's a offensive analyst. Uh, yet another former sooner on staff. Love to see that. Um, and you know, e- even though he had a really rough couple years at North Texas, uh, I will say ultimate bag fumbler, uh, staying at UNT when he could have gone to Kansas state wherever, uh, and then just stuck around North Texas and got fired. Um, but, it, but at the same time, you know, he's, he's still a very solid mind and having him in the building is certainly going to help. I think mm-hmm. it's that sec mindset of getting coaches that were once good or fired and just had a couple of bad stints, put them on in an analyst, put them in the press box and um, make your team a lot, you know, have a lot more brains looking at it rather than just the coaching staff. We talked about it a couple years ago, um, Alabama, how many offensive and defensive analysts do they have? And how many of those guys went on to move on from that role into a bigger role? Hell, Mike Stoops was doing it for them. Like, it's just, it's honestly ridiculous at this point. You know, it's going to a big program, getting an analyst. It's kind of like taking a gap year in school almost. Just like, I didn't do good enough on my exams and I got fired. And now I've got a gap year before I go on to my next job. It's essentially what it is. And it's a pretty good gig because from what I understand about this analyst job, it's probably pretty low stress. You're still going to have to work hard. You're still going to be engulfed within the football program, but you don't have all the weight on your shoulders of being an actual coach and taking a lot of like the brunt. If something goes poorly, it's really just a one year at most kind of thing where you can just move on to better times after it. I mean, you literally can't talk to the kids, you know, so you can't you can't even coach them. You know, you just kind of look at film and give insights. Yeah, and I, I guess it's what you like put in. I, I really think that there's some analysts for all, probably around the country that don't do too much and they're legitimately just there. Hell, Barry Switzer could be an analyst on this team for all I know. And um, he'd probably be a pretty good one, but he'd probably do about 30 minutes of work a, a week. And he'd be really good at his job. <laughs> See, I, I just, I just think analysts—they could put in hours upon hours putting in the film, doing a lot of the legwork behind the scenes that some of the people won't see. And he might be helping Jeff Lebby, being like, "Hey, Jeff, while you were on the practice field, um, I was looking kind of behind the scenes at the film of this next opponent that we have next year, uh, next week, and I saw some things and makes our offense coordinator look a lot smarter and take some of his ideas, um, and then he can move on and make himself look better and get himself." his own little assistant. Yeah. I, I think being a, being an, an analyst in the college football world for people that aren't familiar, it's very similar. And this is, this is a, it comes off a bit as a joke and it is a bit of joke, but I, I think this is maybe the best rough equivalency that I can come up with. It's almost like when you have a, a bigger name politician, who's maybe like a Senator or something and, or a Congressman, they run for a bigger office you know, maybe, maybe it's a governor that, that ran for something. They're running for some other office. Maybe it's president, maybe it's senator, maybe it's governor, whatever. And they don't get it. But then they're technically unemployed, but they're still just kind of campaigning, you know, getting around their their state or wherever they're trying to uh, to to build up their their resume or whatever you would call it in in politics. That's really the the analyst job in college football. Obviously, there's a lot of places where they do a ton, a ton of work. I mean, Bama like we talked about, 
they they obviously are noted for how how many offensive analysts, defensive analysts they take on, but they work those guys and and they bring in that expertise on purpose. It's it is very much a almost a free resume builder for a uh, a college football coach. I mean, the Bama program is basically resume rehab uh, for for a failed college football coach. Maybe not fail, but maybe just down on their luck a little bit. I mean, it's almost like taking time out of your career to get like an Bill MBA O'Brien. or something in in the business world. It's it's um yeah it's a it's a great position uh for for the individual and hopefully you know they bring something to to the team as well obviously not directly coaching players but there's a whole lot that you can bring to to college football without having direct access to the players alabama's just rehab they're not a stepping stone <laughs> they're it's nick, Sa- it's nick saban's uh, school for people who can't coach good and other stuff uh, which, and I will say this, Bill O'Brien being the one guy who failed it is really funny to me. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Did you not see that one coming from him? I totally away? did. <laughs> How could you not? He's been horrible. Like, he was so bad with the Texans. There, there was a part of me that was like, oh, well, maybe they respect him because he's an NFL guy. But no, he's, he's just kind of garbage. No, it's it's all right. But I, I'm so surprised we've talked about five minutes about an analyst, but I'm not surprised at all. A couple other things from this press conference that kind of caught my eye, Bobby, is I feel like, first of all, I wanted to to time Brent Venables' response to the first question of the press conference. A lot of rumors that he's too wordy, he loses the locker room, he talks for too long, talks in circles. And I said, you know what? It could be a nervous thing. We talked about it last time. He This is like his first time as a head coach, and he's the head speaker. He sometimes, whenever he gets nervous, maybe he just talks a lot. And I was like, how are his answers going to develop throughout the speech? First question was six and a half minutes response, and he just talked in circles. And I said, woof, not a good look, Brent Venables. As the press conference went on, you could tell he shortened his response as he got comfortable within it. I think it's still going to be a problem this year, but I just wanted to put that out there. Six and a half minutes on the first question about the facilities made me a little nervous. He's still doing that in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, that's I, th- I think that's fair. But to be fair, he hasn't really had a chance to talk in a couple months, so I think he was just really, really eager. Just had a lot to get out there, I guess. Do you think coaches uh, are excited to talk to media? I think Britt Venables is. I, I think he's special in that sense. He seems he seems like a he, – he strikes me as like a golden retriever in a way. You know, he, he's just very really? excitable, very, very intense. But, like, maybe not, like – Jack Russell Terrier. Jack Russell Terrier, maybe. Because he's excited, <laughs> but he's not like super he's happy got a little and friendly bite all the time. Him. Yeah, he can get a little mad sometimes, you know. If he if he's a little hungry or if you're holding like a piece of cheese or something, that's when he gets angry. There, there's some <laughs> you time. Had a personal experience, didn't you just give Rosie some cheese? Did you get it? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I have I have dropped things, and that's a different side of her. You'll drop a like a, I don't know, like they go goblin mode. They go go. They 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 do. They do. One time I dropped. One time I dropped a rib, and we had to take her to the to the dog like the, the vet. It was horrible. We I I didn't realize it would break in half. I had it. I had it one end. She had it the other. And I'm like, let it go, let it go. And she just bit down and ran off. And I'm like, what are you doing? Anyway, enough about my dog. Um, so uh, Venables, about Brim Venables being on Venables possibly incoherent in press conferences. Uh, is it going to be a problem if, say, he falls down the stairs climbing onto a plane or can't ride a <laughs> Enough. bike? This is the Texas media going to come after us 
if Brent Venables can't ride a bike because if he apparently can't string a oh, sentence man. together. Oh, I'm no. tired of no. this podcast being will, all about will the new Will the new facilities have a teleprompter for Venables? He's just talking about hypotheticals. He's just talking about hypotheticals. <laughs> Definitely nothing to look into. Um <laughs> But no, I, so I, I will say there is a lot to be excited about, though, with the facilities. You know, uh, it, it, 175 million, as we've mentioned, is nothing to scoff at. Um, but also, yeah, it is a little talk, a little, little talkative there, uh, as mm-hmm. as per usual. I mean, he's got to be excited about. It. He had a stat lined up, you know, for out of all the top ten uh, football programs in the nation, we're the only one that has an indoor facility that's connected to your outdoor facility which he said like sometimes there's valuable practice time throughout the year that would just completely get canceled because they couldn't do anything about it. They're practicing outside, weather um, stops something and they can't get it inside in time. And I guess they have to cancel it with it being connected. They can just move right in and keep things seamless and continue on with practice. I mean, that's the way he talked about it, Ty. I know you're looking at me kind of like funky there, but he keeps things more seamless. Uh, that sounds by, to me. It sounds to me like we've paid 175 million dollars to invent doors. Are <laughs> <laughs> indoor facilities accessible from the roofs outside? and walls and doors? Ty, this is big news in Oklahoma. It, it's I, a pretty. It's a pretty long walk to the Everest, though. You know, like I guess I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, and, and Oklahomans do not like walking well, far distances. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, well, we're either it, driving. If you tell me I'm walking, uh uh-uh. uh. No, I ain't going. <laughs> we, 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 and if, if there's no parking lot there, oh no, we're done. No, no, no. Oh, well, here's, yeah. Here's Why one. would I eat at the spaghetti warehouse downtown? Hot <laughs> place, great place to go to, bad area, but great place to what go you, to. What do you want me to do? Park on the street? No, here's no. One. Here's one. Here's one to get, to get some Sooner fans going. She said, you know, obviously we, we don't want our players walking around a bunch. She said, Oklahomans don't like walking around outside. How many players on this team are even from Oklahoma? You know? I've heard that OU doesn't recruit right. Oklahoma give me in, players. Give me in the lab here. Honestly, it's <laughs> probably getting – I thought it was getting less and less, but, you know, we kind of ended up near the end of our cycle there getting a couple more Oklahoma guys yeah. recruiting. So, okay, And then plus, like, Trace people Ford. are coming back. Trace Ford coming back, you know, in the transfer portal. These guys um, kind of be like, okay, I've had my time and I've been elsewhere. Um, now it's time to come to OU. Yeah. Yeah, no, we we've we we definitely have seen that sort of thing. Um, ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here right now. New customers can bet just five dollars on college hoops and get two hundred in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no sweat bet. Just go to the app, opt in, and place a no sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet up to ten dollars. The Sweet 16 is pretty exciting. I'm pretty excited about San Diego State, you know, making a run. I'm, I kind of like them as an upset, you know. They've, they've been rolling, getting that Malort train going. Love to see it. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Back to the Scooter Pod. I do want to kind of touch on, you know, we, t- we t- obviously talked about um, everything with the trail, but a uh, couple other things. Um, we knew, we haven't talked about uh, James Skalski yet, right? The uh, grad assistant, which, you know, again, just a GA. But this is the guy uh, who, at Clemson from 2016 to 21 with that awesome, like, kind of cowboy collar set up. 
Uh, I don't know. I like I like that. What do we feel about more Clemson guys coming into the program? Honestly, we're just turning into slowly Clemson, and that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. They want a national championship. I think we've talked about all of the crazy things that we would do and give up just to win one national championship. If there's a formula that just smells national championship, it's not national championship, but it can just smell like it. That's good enough. I'm willing to try it. Yeah, definitely. Ty? Yeah, it's a case-by-case basis. I mean, I had to look this guy up. You mentioned uh, that he wears a cowboy collar. He's from Georgia. I don't even think they have cows there. If there's one thing I hate, it's when people just try to act like Western. You know, maybe they saw that, like, Montana show or whatever where I don't know what it's about, but I know there's a show in Montana that people like. Uh, But, yeah, you can't just put on a cowboy hat and be from Georgia. That's it. it doesn't even make sense. A cowboy hat wouldn't even be practical in Georgia if you were riding a horse. I don't know if they have horses there, but there's like, you know, trees and stuff. You wouldn't need a, a big cowboy hat like you do out in the West. I know they don't have cat. They weren't running cattle in Georgia. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of this guy who moved from Georgia to South Carolina and thinks he needs a cowboy collar. There's also no cattle on the football field uh, unless you're playing at, at Texas, I guess, and Bevo's there. So, Thank you for the analysis, Ty. Good work. Yeah, really. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so I, well, I stand corrected. There is, in fact, cattle. Hold on, hold on, there is, in no, fact, no, no. cattle on right. some football fields. Can I think about this. He's from Georgia. You know, what What Georgia mascot recently got attacked by a cow, like, a couple oh, years ago? Aga, mm, the Georgia mascot. He saw what happened. Mm, he was like, you know what? If that, if that if that cow comes anywhere near me, I need this collar to protect me for some reason. Listeners, is this where y'all thought the podcast was going? Clearly. <laughs> um, Let's actually get back to, I mean, understand talking about graduate assistants, but I think the two or maybe three position groups that Brent Venables started talking about the most in this press conference, I think you could tell that he is worried about the wide receiver position. And I think a lot of the media is too. Um, losing Marvin Mims, he wasn't really utilized to the best visibility in my humble opinion um, last year. And we didn't have deep threats. And Marvin Mims was about it. And now it's like, who's going to replace that guy to be on the outside, be a deep threat, can take the top off of defenses, make big plays for us. They're hoping Jalil Farouk can step into that. But there's one name that I keep hearing over and over and over and over all of their articles that I read and press conferences. And it's a guy that I was kind of surprised about whenever we first got him through the portal. I was like, okay, he'll be all right. Andrew Anthony from Michigan. Supposedly he can run and he's fast and Michigan really didn't use him that much, but supposedly it's like, why didn't they, why didn't they use this guy? It's whenever you start hearing these guys names over and over, it's kind of like Rondell Bothroyd right now too. You hear these names from multiple different um, outlets. They probably got the same sources, but it's the names repeating. Those are the type of guys that go out and make immediate impacts. You know, we had seen that, you know, from, you know, freshmen that come into this system, uh, uh, what was, oh my God, I'm completely I'm blanking wide receiver we got from Fresno that was great for us, Bobby. Oh, uh, Saunders. Right? Saunders, yes. You heard about yeah. him too. You know, Sterling Shepard, whenever he came in, you heard amazing things out of him from camp as a freshman. Whenever you hear things like this and, you know, you're looking at like, who's looking good in camp? Who's looking good at camp? You really don't know who's actually going to be good in the games, but I know who's going to get an opportunity by how much their name has been mentioned. I think Andrew Anthony is going to be one of those guys. Yeah, and I, if you, there's a very specific game that he really went off um, in the um, 
battle for Paul Bunyan's axe against Michigan State, where he just had some absolute great highlights. Uh, but really, those are the only ones you see because it seems like he's had he had a couple flashes, but wasn't this massive wide receiver. Um, but I do know this. I because of a lot of the stuff I've done with uh, multiplicity, you know, I, a lot of Michigan people, I, I see a lot of Michigan stuff. So when Anthony transferred to OU, there were a lot of people who wished him well and were like, man, this is a, you know, hope you do good over there. You deserve better in Michigan, that sort of thing. So he's a guy that's, that was pretty respected with the Wolverines, but just really never got the play time. Yeah. Here's, this is going to sound, all right. So I know I've been, I've, I've been, I've been a silly boy in the past couple of segments. <laughs> well, but, uh, no better time. No, so this than in is March. this is this is a a bit of a serious take, but it is going to sound a bit silly. Here's what I like when I hear we're getting a receiver from Michigan, right? And bear with me, this is going to sound silly. If you can be a good, if you can be a, a D1 Power Five level starting receiver in the cold when your hands are cold, you guys ever tried to tie your shoes when your hands are cold? then you can catch in Oklahoma. I'll tell you that right now. You know, if, he, if he's been able to perform with low dexterity, he's going to be able to catch down here. Hopefully, if we have a quarterback that can get him the ball, yet to be seen. But <laughs> Oh, my God. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to no. be, Ty? <laughs> now, no I better time than now to talk about the quarterback argument. I'll say this. Look, Gabriel's <laughs> issue wasn't throwing too low. He just would soar it over everybody. <laughs> Yes, and a guy with speed he's going to struggle with. Um, not um, something that I'm too worried about, but we'll see. Maybe he's just getting a little bit more comfortable in this system now, and maybe he'll have better accuracy. Just putting out some positive energy into the world right now before Ty comes in with his DG hater attitude. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry that I have evidence-based takes. <laughs> evidence-based. Well, well, who's going to be – That that's the thing, though. Like, who – you, you, you can't put out Davis Bevel. Jackson Arnold's not ready yet. They just run the Wildcat. <laughs> with who? Just just with a uh, oh, we lost We lost Willis. You, 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 put back, you put back Farouk. But honestly, I mean, that, that'll be one thing. Obviously, that would actually be really fun. Um, let's, but just we're gonna... our, let's take our one tight end we have and just run him into a pile of men and just hope he doesn't get hurt. Oh, my. Thank God that he wanted to come back. You know? Yeah. Honestly, like Jason Llewellyn dealing with like a growth plate issue in his foot. Um, there's a couple things that could be, and I don't like the sound of any of it. Just not a good thing. Thank God it's March. Thank God we got some time for him to wait and recover. You know, some of the guys like on our team that got mentioned uh, by Brent Venables, the press conference with their injuries. I mean, a couple of things may be a little scary, you know, um came down and we figured out jacob sexton is dealing with some kind of acl issue um if you have any kind of acl issue it's bad it's a partially torn acl is just as bad as an acl nba people Kawhi leonard last season was out the whole season with a partially torn acl you're any kind of thing that there's wrong with your acl even if it's sprained it is a bad bad deal so luckily he's got some time because people he was the type of guy that was talking about taking over the left tackle position um before walter rouse came in so um you know other guys uh that were talking about gentry williams still haven't heard anything about his cardiac clearance um i think no news is good news to be completely honest with you i can't assume but anytime a young kid passes out on a field they're gonna do a full workup make sure he doesn't have anything like you know keontae johnson for k-state had for florida whenever he passed out um on on the field that's kind of like the thing that are on the court that's the thing that they're kind of worried about 
but there's a there's a laundry list of things that kind of came out that I didn't really have clarity on with the injuries um, that made me realize, oh, we got kind of some serious injuries that are recovering right now. Yeah, no, and I feel like anytime it's released like that, that's how you know it's bad. You know, um, football programs, especially OUs over the year, notoriously are uh, pretty quiet about that stuff. So any about any information about an injury, even this far out from actual competition, uh, makes you nervous a little bit for sure. Mm-hmm. They already know what it is, um, his status for his cardiac status, Gentry Williams. It's a thing where you'd go in, you he probably has already had an EKG where it chest like the electrical signals in his heart um and you can kind of get some telltale signs that maybe your heart might be enlarged through that but it's not too reliable but essentially they'll ultrasound his heart go check to see if any kind of his heart has any dysfunction or check how heart uh, how well it's pumping but the biggest thing is they're making sure that there's no specific parts of his heart that are too big and that's what if it, if heart your heart is too big that can make you retire from football um depending on who you talk in the medical field uh so uh I'm telling you, no news is good news with him uh, unless we hear something of that. But it's been a cut. They know. They know. So if you see him on the football field, he's good. So we need Ty up there. Get up. Get up to the, what is it? Uh, the journalism Scott college. Again. Yes. Or get up uh, to the parking lot. Well, didn't you say you have a better spot? Go check out. Some no, so the, the parking lot is very conspicuous. If you are, not that we would ever condone this. If you are trying to spy on OU practice. So obviously, uh, one of the best advantages in, in sort of permanent place you can post up is is those residential colleges there, but that's like a high barrier to entry. Like you kind of have to like know what you're doing to get in there. And then obviously there'd be a lot of people that would notice, you know, out of the pattern because you don't live there. The parking garages, uh, sometimes they'll have people posted up. Otherwise it's very conspicuous. Like they can sort of plainly see you. So there's a, there's a couple individual rooms within uh, the the journalism college and then with the within the architecture school uh a couple that you can actually reserve sort of close the door and then just peek out the windows but yeah Looking if you're ever number, planning number on nine. spying for for practice yeah he changed so. his number he was 24 i think last year if i recall and i think he's nine yeah. now also we're because uh, dj graham moved over to offense mm-hmm we're also looking for sponsors. If you're from the University of Texas or something <laughs> and you're listening, uh, we will go film practice. Oh God! For our reason, we're already we're like we're already what six and seven last year. So what's the worst that happens? We oh, have a below man. 500 I heard season. Of that in a while. I'll take Ooh, I'll take five hundred dollars yeah. for another five hundred season. We're oh, gonna get, we're gonna go. You already put him down. You already put him down. Might as well get paid. Might as well You got to disguise the cost, Ty. Now, now they know. Now they're going to go well, down a little bit a lower. Starting, that's a starting point. Everyone, knows I think five hundred is a very reasonable. We're talking about an hourly rate here before expenses. That's a that's a oh, reasonable. Okay. Well, there you go. A reasonable cost. I I also got to say, <laughs> whose idea was it to put the journalism school right next to the football stadium? You know where it's like uh, literally the people who are going the to journalists. be out here try to. Well, the journalists for sure. Yeah, but Gaylord. Like, <laughs> I don't Legitimately, think the person who probably made the building was like, hmm, probably be Ga- a pretty good idea. Keep it close to the football stadium. The Gaylord family, you know, they just want to squish it together. You know, our old uh, EK Gaylord, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, that's beside the point. Here, but, I do have I have some real news. Some Something ooh. that we haven't spoken about. News. New, new player alert. Not necessarily breaking news, but nobody's really spoken about it. I guess there's a few articles out there. Six foot four, 200 something. Our new punter transfer from Central Michigan. His first name's Luke. His last name is 
not really sure. It starts with an E. Uh, not sure how it's pronounced. Um, he does not average really that great. He averages 42.4 yards per punt, which is not great by college standards. But generally, the the averages are all in the 40s. I think the top average last year uh, was a 49 even by Michigan State's punter. Michael Turk, obviously our outgoing punter, averaged 46.8. So obviously that is a, a bit of a, a difference, but – I, you know, maybe I'm, this is like hardcore, just trying to dig in to create a storyline. We've got a punter that's six foot four, 200 something. Maybe we can, maybe we have more of a tool than a punter there. Maybe we can Ooh. do some trickery or something. Remember, remember Penn State's kicker from about five or six or however long years ago? Honestly, every, <laughs> all the years have kind of started mm-hmm. to blend in my head because no. remember the absolute <laughs> unit. Look it up right now, Ty. Just like, oh, you know, okay. Like, now, yeah. Just an absolute yeah, no, unit of a kicker. And Luke it was Elziga, just no fair. The, the Michigan, that, the, the Central Elziga? Michigan punter is not a you. The Central Michigan punter is just big. Like he's tall. He's not. He doesn't have like a little baby. Oh, gut. that's disappointing. Okay. He's not. He's not. He's not me shaped. He's he's just tall. <laughs> not he's tall and stocky. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he has a Michigan build. He has a Michigan der Michigan build. I don't know how you say it. You have to bulk up for the winter there. So. Yeah, yeah, he he's like he he looks like he could like chop down some trees or something. Looks like he could hibernate. He eats Joey pancakes every day. Julius was the kicker for Penn State, and he was two seventy. Oh, <laughs> that's a unit. That right is there. that is a that's a real that's a real stats right there. Number ninety nine, Joey Julius. I love that. I love that. Um, I see Ty. Ninety nine as a kicker is pretty legendary too. That he was in on, he had to be in, in on it, you know. If you're 99 as a kicker and you're like, you're, you're like that, you know what, you know what's up. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, we can't probably shouldn't talk about this anymore. I, I realized he just came out and he has an eating disorder, so uh, that woof, whoops, uh, tough luck, tough luck, uh, take, tough take everything away. Hey. I, I thought it was just strategy, honestly. Hey, you we know, were, we were. We were just admiring the unit. We weren't. No, we weren't, yeah, I we think it's just a great kickoff coverage, obviously, us yeah. walking back on this. But I mean, yes, with him and his eating thing. That's that's a bummer, huge shame, but, and it seems yeah. like he's went through a lot. So oh, we can move on I from that. Pick. I thought we were talking unit like a like weight room unit, not like a, no, no, like the, like look the up, unit. Like look the up, was it Riley, Riley Dixon for the for the Giants? I think his name is. Is he the the punter that's absolutely yoked? I mean, here I am, um, just, just assuming things. I like how you just have you have a Rolodex in your head of ripped punters. Well, it was like it a thing for a while. Like it was like a meme. To know that. It was Steve a thing Weather- that you had. Steve Weatherford. Steve Weatherford. Did you know? Was- speaking of punters, okay, go ahead. Sorry, my bad. I'm just talking about a rip punter. We probably need to kick ourselves off no. this podcast for a while. I was gonna say, you, know, you remember uh, Marquette King, the uh, old Raiders punter? He's yes, with the Raiders. Uh, yeah, the he's XFL. with the Raiders. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did the other day. He did a punt and uh, actually like recovered it himself. He downed yeah, it. He was. He, he was. He has a leg, man. He was fun. I mean, a yeah. Pro Bowl punter. You know, this kid was good. Yeah, yeah. No, Marquette King. Yeah, that, that guy, a legit athlete as a punter. Pretty good stuff. Uh, probably enough punter talk, but uh, I mean, that's probably yeah. enough scooter pod talk too. We just <laughs> gave you thirty say, minutes of content. Yeah, I was gonna say, Ty. I'm surprised you didn't bring up uh, Jacob Switzer, Barry Switzer's grandson. Uh, oh, coming in, coming in. Um, yeah. He is on the roster, transferred from southeastern Louisiana. 
Uh, he's wearing number 20, so that's how you know he's where he's at on the depth, depth chart, but uh, pretty cool. Yeah, he plays quarterback. I'm not sure if you mentioned that, but we so we don't really know anything about him. Obviously, it's the, the start of practice. I think the only thing we can safely say, besides the fact that he's Barry Switzer's grandson, is that we know he's at least, if, if he's absolutely terrible, you know, he's the second worst quarterback on a roster, I guess. I'm just excited for Ty to be like, we need to put in the Switzer kid. We need Switzer to Stoops, make the oh, match happen. Literally, any, yeah, Switzer, no, Switzer <laughs> or Stoops. Switzer or Stoops, put in Drake at quarterback. Put in Drake. Hey, man, uh, hey, maybe, does Isaac have eligibility? Can, we, can he come back? Let's Isaac weird. wants nothing to do with this football program. <laughs> of course not. Um, no, but yeah, I think we're pretty much done. Uh, we got 30, we squeezed 30 minutes out of two days of spring practice. Uh, I guess, you know, Jeff we, Levy, we got, which is Jeff very Levy impressive was, because we didn't even talk about spring practice. What, like, what are we going to talk about? So here's the thing. I, I'm going to say my one thing and Bobby will send us off. I'm tired of this. Like, Oh, from spring practice, this guy looked good. This guy looked good. This guy looked good. They're never going to tell us whenever the guys look bad. So what am I getting from it? It's just rose tinted, you know, glasses. And I, I'm like, okay, I can say these people look good, but maybe they're just saying their name just to hype them up a little bit. You know, whenever you hear the name over and over and over and over, like I said earlier in the podcast, you know, okay, maybe there's something there. But if you just hear from, oh, from one practice, this guy flashed, you know, it's just like, okay. Like, you know, Bryson Washington flashed in like 30,000 practices and he never played for us. And that's yeah. the thing is it's just, we've had, we went through two straight off seasons where it's like, Oh, this team's hot. This team, you know, the, the last league and Riley team is like, this is the national championship team. This is, this was going to be different. And then they turned out to be a disappointment. And then last year it was like, Oh, this defense is going to be fixed. Brent's got them going, you know, a full off season of hype. And yeah, it was great for the content because we're like, Oh yeah, let's ride this hype train done six and seven. Uh, so Yeah. You can't believe all the hype. It's fun to get excited. It's fun to do the hopium fame thing. Yeah, I want to be excited about you know uh, Dayson McCullough. That would be awesome if he you know worked out, and I think he he would be a very good player. But at the same time, I'm not going to be trying to pump myself up where if we don't go out and you know murder everybody in in our path, that it'd be like oh I, I don't want to. I'm not going to act like I'm feel like felt lied to because we don't know. We don't know. You know, and I feel like a lot of people try to. Pretend that they know, and they actually don't. Oh, sorry. I, I zoned out there, and you guys were talking about building up expectations and then being disappointed. I thought you guys were talking about the Thunder. Uh, so <laughs> I kind of zoned out. My bad. Oh, man. Someone needs to log back into the Thunder, man. It's a completely different ball game. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. The roller coaster always goes up before I, it goes down. T- time's um, just ahead of the curve. He knows we're just going to be sad at missing the play-in or something and then be like, oh, there's well, no we shot we yeah. missed the play-in, but this is not a Thunder podcast. Yeah, it but I, not, a, I, not a Thunder pod. I do hope that everyone that has listened, I, I hope you all have enjoyed. We, Like we said, you know, a bit of inside baseball, we, we did try to be a little different. We normally maybe inadvertently do that, but uh, we know that everywhere you look for OU content, you're getting the same recycled they said so-and-so was good at practice today. We don't even know what practice entailed. You know, they could have been just doing the little, the ladder drills where you're like two feet inside, one feet inside, two feet inside, one feet, you know, Never maybe one dude is that. just, maybe one dude is great at the ladder drills. And then they're like, yeah, he was killing it at practice today. And then everyone's like, why don't we ever see him in games? I, I don't know. Cause there's no ladder drills in the game. So 
I was a killer at the ladder drill. That was like the thing I did best. <laughs> and the ladder drill and the three cone, awesome. I was great at both of those. Big big combine guy. Combine. <laughs> uh, scooter Pod presents the combine coming the your way soon. The Scooter Pod combine. Oh wait, no, that would be that. That should be a punishment for uh, for. Yes, for, um, I think for, I think that year. is a great next punishment. We will keep that in. I don't know. I feel, the, like, I feel like I, that one. I don't know. I, don't know. I feel, I feel like that one maybe would be, yeah. I, I feel like we should just find a way to force Blake into doing it. Yeah. Because that would be hilarious. Really yeah. Because it's like, I would be bad at the combine. Blake would be bad at the combine. You two would be fine. Like, I'm telling you, if you don't want to see my. Honestly, I've never, I've never no, seen the combine. See I, don't, I don't honestly know what it entails, but uh, I can do the ladder, I know. Yeah, like right there's the no there's Just no quit. ladders. What we do is it would be you know, we do a 40 yard dash. We yeah. do the wide receiver drills where you get like thrown footballs to you as you're running through the gauntlet. Yeah. Um, and then you know, three cone drills, you do a like a, a standing long jump, we do a vertical, and then we do the bench press, which we could not bench press 225. I can tell you straight up, this guy with chicken <laughs> chicken arms and chicken legs is not gonna be doing any sort of bench press at 225. We're gonna have to modify that. Oh no! Yeah, it'd um, be but, it'd be bad. Um, but but Bobby, give him a hint of what we're doing next week. We've got an interesting idea to take <laughs> right. some weight off of our shoulders to give us some ideas. Yeah, right. So Jameson came up with this idea. It's pretty genius. And look, uh, the entire world at this point is just using ChatGPT to like take off all of you know creativity and you know anything that matters so like why not apply it to our podcast so what, here's what we're going to do we're going to do another trivia episode and it's going to be the questions are going to be devised by jameson and ty and it's going to be me versus chat gpt in an ou trivia uh, contest <laughs> man versus the machine i we don't need no stinking ai to tell us ou facts <laughs> I, I could beat that stupid, you know, machine. To be fair, look, the only time, apparently it only can answer stuff up to 2021. So perfect for me already after a great start, even though I'm not a supercomputer, I, you know, have heart and uh, <laughs> I watched, well, I watched ball games with my daddy, you know, like I don't, <laughs> this AI ain't never seen no ball game in Owen Field. <laughs> Bobby, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, just judging by your hat, you should be an expert in uh, machines that only work up until 2021. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was what I was wondering when you were going to take the dig at That's uh, a very, very, very niche reference. At Mercedes. Europeans love it. Our, our European fan base. Hey, no, I've seen the, I've seen the demographics. Well. There are a couple that pop up in Europe sometimes. I, they're probably confused or bots, but they... Bots 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 but it's fine not 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 purposeful bots we don't bot we, we, we clearly don't use bots if you like we're not but we're using chat gpt to make a podcast no, no, essentially no. for us we're, next week. we're using chat gpt to beat chat gpt we're trying to defeat the bots we're trying to destroy ai here it's like uh i don't know i i robot or um uh the terminator yeah, that's what it is. So I'm just like, uh, yeah, whoever the protagonist of the Terminator is, that's me. Bobby is Arnold. <laughs> no, that's, I think he was the bad guy in one, but he's the good guy in some of them. He is also a robot. So I'm not the robot. 
I am I am a man who's trying to destroy the robot. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a man. I am a man. How many times has this robot cried about sooner football? Zero. <laughs> I've got heart. Oh well, that's right, the end of I this just show. thought of a question. I got to write it down. Ooh, I'm excited. I can't wait to destroy the robot in this. But uh, all right, guys, thanks for uh, hopping on the pod. Uh, last last chance for any final uh, thoughts, guys? No? All right. Well, that has been our opening uh, spring practice uh, podcast, uh, chock full of insider details and other stuff, um, clearly. But um, next week, like I said, trivia versus the robot. So hopefully that goes well. And yeah. I uh, would like to thank our sponsors at TPPN, the Pigskin Podcast Network, and DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, excellent, excellent sportsbook used in Colorado. A solid bit. Make sure to sign up, sign up with promo code TPPN. Look, hey, look, uh, state of Oklahoma, you know, uh, the house just passed a, a gambling bill. Could could pass. Could use a DraftKings Sportsbook in Oklahoma soon. So maybe the thing we're advertising for might actually be applicable to like most of you. So that would be pl- that'd be a plus. But uh, anyways, did you did you win anything by chance when you were? Oh yeah, you, know, you did. Oh yeah, I won things. Is it on your taxes? Okay. Uh, got him. Got him. Got him. Got him. I, well, why would I? Why would I mention? Because the you have now? to. What? What? What do you mean? I mean, in, 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 in the fiscal year two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, of course I did my taxes. You know, of course I did my taxes. I did, but I, I the, our our sweet sweet DraftKings sportsbook monies. Uh, you know, I I those are on my taxes. So yeah, I did my taxes. For God, Jameson Ty and myself, this has been the Scooter Pod. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Boomer sooner, everybody. Have a good weekend.